This is Here From There by Motor City Wesley. Hey everybody, we're back for season two on uh, Here From There, and uh, I'm pleased to have Reverend Dan Hart with us today. Dan, how are you? Doing great. Thanks for jumping in on this. Uh, Here From There is our opportunity to talk to pastors and clergy and church leaders that are active today and to wind the clock back a little bit to give you a chance to talk about what were the formative experiences for you and your faith and in, in your calling um, when you were a young adult. I wonder if you would uh, share a little what was going on in the life of Dan Hart in that kind of 18 to 25 year old time that you can, uh, you know, that you really kind of lean on when you think about where you are today. Yeah. Well, I would say there was two big things going on uh, in terms of helping me understand my call to ministry at that time. The first um, was I was going to Albion College at the time uh, and had an opportunity to be part of some of the um, ministry things that were happening there. We had uh, our chapel, which was our Wednesday night services, uh, where I got to participate as a, a freshman and then Uh, Got to actually help do some music and some leadership with Chapel. That was really an awesome experience. Uh, Nothing helps you learn about ministry better than getting the opportunity to lead in ministry. And even when you don't have all the answers or don't necessarily know how to do it, (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) Because it comes out of like that heart feeling of like, hey, I want to share about my faith and I want to share about uh, my love for music and I want to participate with others and do something cool together and that's the the creative part of um, ministry that continues all throughout Uh, so I think about uh, as a freshman joining a a men's bible study which turned into a a group of friends that kind of hung with all throughout college and then um getting an invitation in the next couple of years to help lead that with a, a close friend of mine uh, who's also a pastor. Um, and then thought about, you know, chapel again and what an awesome experience that was. And I would say also at Albion, um, joining a multi-faith group was also a really formative experience to remind me of the things that we hold together, uh, the sacred that we hold together that, uh, outweigh our individual differences and so uh, people who are faithfully uh, in embracing their love of God and love of uh, others and and seeing that we have way more similarities as opposed to differences so it was called the bridge group uh, and the chaplain at the time Reverend Dan McEwen kind of said we've got a, a pretty wide array of faith beliefs that are represented at, at this uh, school at Albion and who wants to be part of this? And there was an awesome response of people who wanted to just uh, sit together and learn together. Um, so that was an awesome experience. And that same experience was kind of echoed through, uh, I was a religious studies major. So um, if all else fails, I had nothing else to fall back on. So I became a pastor, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that was another really awesome, you know, as a, 18 year old Christian I'm like oh religious studies this is great and then you actually begin to learn and you learn about other faith traditions and you learn about 
uh, other expressions. And uh, it just kind of, one, helps you understand your own faith a little bit better. And two, helps understand the, the strength of other traditions. And so I think kind of that uh, wide array, I went to college thinking, hey, I'm ready to uh, embrace faith and, and try to learn. And I think that that was, um, you know, not only getting opportunities to lead myself uh, over time, but also learning from other students who are also trying to figure out their own faith, also trying to understand the way that God was moving in their lives and to sit alongside one another and ask the same questions and have some of the same uh, good conversations and experience some of those Holy Spirit moments together. Uh, it just really went a long way in helping me uh, to see the way that God was leading me in my life. So I think that that was uh, obviously college for a lot of people is a hugely formative time. Um, but the beauty of it is that sometimes you learn the things that you never anticipated you would learn. Um, and I think that that uh, has continued to help me over time. Um, again, to recognize you don't always have to have all the answers, but you do have to be open to hearing new and different things and to continual growing. So I think that's what college is about, uh, especially a, a small liberal arts United Methodist College like Albion, where they ask you to dive into many different things. Uh, I think that that's a good learning tool to say um, there's always opportunity for growth and learning. There's always opportunity to engage your faith and, and see it in different ways and and also to see other people express their faith in different ways so yeah Albion was an awesome uh, experience for me and then I would say tied to that each summer uh, during my time at Albion I was part of the mission intern program uh, which was a program for young adults working with children and families in poverty uh, through the United Methodist Church through the Detroit conference at that time. Um, and so I had an opportunity to go and serve in Port Huron, Michigan with uh, an awesome clergy dynamic duo, which was Dave and Terry Gladstone. Uh, oh, I've are, heard of them. Uh, yeah, they're pretty awesome. And uh, <laughs> Terry and Dave both uh, have always been mentors to me. Um, and so when, when Terry, who is one of my favorite people of all time, <laughs> uh, <laughs> called and said hey we want you to come and be part of the kdn program and i had known about the mission intern program because my sister had been part of it before um, but i didn't know anything about kdn and and she said this is a, a summer children's program for families in the area in poverty where they can come and have a safe space to learn about god and to uh, really learn you know just that they're loved deeply by this church and by uh, you know, people that they didn't previously know in their lives, but uh, it's a it's a wonderful place for families to come. And and I kind of said the first summer I was like, okay, why not? <laughs> like I had no <laughs> idea what it was going to be. Of course I didn't. But um, I remember at the very beginning of my summer at KDN, the Kids Discovery Network in Port Huron. Um, I remember thinking wow, these, these kids, these young kids, you know, at that time it was like seven-year-olds through 12-year-olds. And 
they were coming in with more life experiences than I have ever had to. It was one of the first times that I really examined my own privilege. And part of that was economic privilege um, that a lot of these young kids were already thinking about how they could find food for their family, how they could uh, navigate uh, some of the social impacts of not always having parents around. And, I, and I'm not trying to generalize, um, but when I say those things, I think of individual students that we had with us. I think of uh, one of the young families that had four kids and they had received a Habitat home. And immediately upon receiving it, they took two other families into the home with them. Hmm. And uh, I think about, you know, Growing up, I never had to make a choice like that. I, you know, I never had to decide where my next meal was coming. I never had to decide, um, you know, how to share a room with three other kids or how to, um, you know, take care of myself or my siblings when my parents weren't around. So, again, not to generalize, um, you know, some of that or say it was all the kids, um, but to say I... I confronted for the first time, really, uh, the fact that I had grown up in a really uh, privileged situation. And so as I began to hear and listen to the um, different uh, youth and children's stories, um, what kept echoing over and over and over in my heart is that I want to be part of the solution. I want to help people. And I don't have all the answers to what that might look like, but I want to make a difference so that kids like, uh, you know, Christopher and Gail and uh, Brianna, that they would know that they are allowed to be kids as well. (laughs) They are allowed to have a space, a safe space that they could know that they are loved. Um, And they were all part of, really awesome families and loving families, but families that had to make a lot of different choices than I had to make. And so, um, again, I, I had this call on my heart that I wanted to, um, I want to help. I want to do something about this. I want to try to, uh, care for people who feel like, um, they might, uh, not be loved or feel like they, um, are hurting or struggling. And so uh, as that summer, that first summer went on, I, I thought more and more that I, you know, not only did I want to help people, but I was learning from them. I was learning their stories. I was learning uh, what they had experienced and how it was so different than my own. And uh, again, it was a reminder, just like being at Albion, that uh, an openness to learning, it was a reminder that my story is only one story amongst many, many, many other stories. And so it, it kind of confirmed for me that uh, it was my uh, time to listen. If I wanted to be helpful to them, I had to listen to what they uh, needed and wanted and uh, what was kind of going on in their heart. And so, um, again, never found a perfect way to do that uh, was able to connect deeply with those families and, and kind of make some stronger connections where we could be honest with each other and ask those questions. 
what can we do to help you? This program is set up to do um, children's programming, but what can we actually do to help? <laughs> and um, part of the answer was this. This is helpful. <laughs> Uh, but we found some other ways to kind of try to help resource our families. So that was the first summer. Uh, and then for four more summers, I got a same call. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing this summer? Do you think you can come and serve at KDN? And, you know, the second year it was like, hmm, I, I want some different experiences. But I'm thinking of Christopher and Nico and Selena and Gail and Brianna and I don't want to go anywhere else because I want to continue to build a connection with them and so I went back for two more summers as an intern and then two more summers as a co-director and um, through all of that what just kept being confirmed over and over in my heart was one I have to be open to listening and to new experiences and two that I feel like I'm being called to help other people. I feel like I'm being called to um, try in my best way, even when I don't have the answers to make a difference for people to help them know that they are loved. So I feel like those experiences as, as a young adult uh, moved me um, to say, what is a way that I can really make a difference and help others? And I felt like at that time, as I was exploring deeply uh, my faith and what I felt my faith called me to do, it was to serve other people. And a way that uh, I knew I could serve other people was by becoming a pastor. Uh, my mom is a retired United Methodist pastor, and uh, a lot of my mentors at that time were pastors. Um, and I felt like the answer to how can I be helpful to others was by going to seminary and learning again um, in new and meaningful ways how I might be able to advocate and help others. So that's kind of, I would say those were the, the main uh, formative experiences going to Albion College and then serving summers in the mission intern program in Port Huron. I, uh, you know, the phone calls that I get from grandmothers who are really interested in their college students going deeper in their faith while they're away at school, you know? Yeah. And Hey, why don't you just go do that for me? Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which I love those calls. Keep calling, you know, and I'm happy to be introduced to your, your grand grandsons right. and granddaughters. <laughs> right. But um, usually that's, that's with a certain sense of um, to go deeper in your faith, you need to kind of hunker down. You need to, you know, you need to, focus inward on your relationship with God. I hear in your story, this, these moments of kind of ex, um, getting broken open yeah. by, you know, the, the new, the learning, the, the contexts that you're in being introduced to the people uh, that kind of breaking open as the thing that really propelled you forward. And yeah. I, uh, I love it. That's, it's definitely what we hope for with our, um, the students and young adults that we connect with from Motor City Wesley, we try to, help them along in some of that, some of that breaking openness um, by encouraging uh, creativity, community, and conspiracy um, in light of their faith in Jesus and following Jesus.
where are you serving now? Uh, where did all of those experiences, you know, propel you to at this point? Um, and, and how are you and your congregation pursuing creativity, community, and conspiracy? Yeah. Yeah, so I went to Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary, and out of there, uh, out of seminary, I served in Gross Point as a youth minister and associate pastor, and then I served in Birmingham uh, as a associate pastor, leading a contemporary service and worked with missions. Um, and now I'm serving at uh, the First United Methodist Church of Mount Clemens as the senior pastor, uh, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> You're very old. <laughs> right, right. I feel old, so I guess I deserve that title. Um, yeah, so serving in uh, a church in Mount Clemens, people don't necessarily think of Mount Clemens as a, a downtown church, but we are a downtown church, and we're a downtown church in an area next to uh, the county seat for Macomb County and the jail for Macomb County. And so mm-hmm. what that means for us is that uh, we have um, a really awesome opportunity to engage a wide variety of people in our community. Um, we have a pretty diverse city. We have uh, a really awesome connection uh, in our city to other churches that are doing homeless ministry, uh, to our brothers and sisters uh, that are in need. And um, so I feel like we have uh, extraordinary opportunity to engage in our community uh, on a regular basis. So the way that looks like for us, we have uh, a clothing closet ministry that operates out of our church. We have a Sunday meal, um, community meal that uh, is for our brothers and sisters in need. Um, we have a, a blessing box, which is just a, a box on the side of our church, which is full of hygiene items. And even in this time, it's been full of uh, some toilet paper and some face masks and those are hot hot ticket items. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it also means that uh, we have an opportunity to engage in our community in different ways. And so we've had uh, some good conversations with our mayor about uh, how we are serving our homeless uh, brothers and sisters. And we've had some opportunity to um, actually, our, our awesome young adult group, uh, some of which are connected to Motor City Wesley, are, uh, have been providing uh, meals and snacks to our uh, ER at McLaren Hospital, which is like a mile away. So it really is our, our neighbor, our neighboring hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just been um, a positive way that we can remember that we're connected to the community around us. We have a good connection to our uh, high school, middle school, and elementary school, which are all just across the road from us. And so we provide backpacks and we provide uh, meals when needed. And uh, they have an awesome social worker who works there that um, we call up and say, hey, what do you need? And she says, we need goldfish. (laughs) <laughs> we need Cheez-Its and we get some goldfish and Cheez-Its. Um, so it's been, uh, you know, the benefit of being in a, in a city like Mount Clemens that is part of the, the sprawl of Metro Detroit, but it's, you know, it's got some really distinct uh, community connections that we can really embrace. And it's been really fun to be part of that. 
Well, we really celebrate um, such an inside out church and uh, the work that Sydney has been doing and support yeah. from you and Reverend Lisa Williams, uh, deacon on staff there and, um, and all of the kind of mobilization that comes from, you know, one person gets an idea of how a church could live, you know, in that kind of, how do we live for the people outside of our walls kind of thing. And uh, the kinds of, the kinds of uh, resources that show up when somebody casts that vision. It's always, always great to see. Yeah. Well, we uh, would love for you to <clears throat> let us know, you know, if you had a chance to just share a word to any of the young adults that are listening to this, um, what might you, how might you counsel them? How, how are you praying for them? What, what do you want them to, to know from your own story that might help them in theirs? Yeah. What I would say is um, sometimes in our churches, when we're youth and children and uh, what it seems like about faith is that we have to have all the answers. And often we hear declarative statements and even if they're positive declarative statements about faith, um, it seems like we have to have the answer or we have to always know what we're doing. I would say one of the greatest gifts of faith is that it is a journey. And uh, part of that journey is being vulnerable to being open and to listening and to walking alongside others who may not have the same journey or the same story. And so I guess my prayer would be, uh, you know, I would say as a young adult, I lucked out and, and didn't necessarily <laughs> think about this specifically, but my prayer would be for uh, young adults who are on uh, their own faith journey to know that uh, they don't have to have all the answers or they don't have to have the correct answers, but instead to be open, be fully open to the way that God is working in their lives, that there's gift from community and others and hearing other stories and that, uh, the truth is, uh, even if you look at the characters in the Bible, they didn't have everything figured out. And God <laughs> still used them for awesome, awesome ways to, to share the love of Christ. And so my, my, my word would be, be open and vulnerable uh, in your faith to not assume that you have all of the final answers, but to know that it is a journey. And take some friends along with you because it's a lot <laughs> harder if you do it alone. So. Well, Pastor Dan, thanks so much for being with us. Where can people find more about the ministry that you're, um, that you're doing now or ministries that you're connected with and, and support? Yeah. We're, uh, if you check out our website at mountclemensumc.org, we've got some good information on that. And uh, even more so our Facebook page, is uh, it's got regular updates of some of the cool ministries that we're doing and even has some some pictures of uh, our young adult group uh, doing some uh, some conspiracy of goodness and, and sharing with uh, McLaren. Uh, so those are kind of the places where we're, sh we're sharing information right now. Um, so, yeah, we'd love for you to check it out. Pastor Dan, thanks. Thank you. Motor City Wesley is your campus ministry. 
at Wayne State University and around Metro Detroit, where we help young adults pursue creativity, community, and conspiracy for God's goodness in the world. Find more at MotorCityWesley.org and become a patron at patreon.com slash MotorCityWesley.